Hello and welcome to It Stinks, the Critic Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Rubinow. Today we are looking at Season 2, Episode 5, From Chunk to Hunk. And joining me as we go through this episode is the host of the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. It's Alana Johnston. Alana, hello. Everybody, go wild, get loud, let me hear ya. <laughs> Brian, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to talk about Chunks and Hunks separately. <laughs> and uh, it's been a min since we've seen each other. It's so nice to see your face yeah. and your big smile. It's true, yeah. We... Um, yeah, so we used to see each other every week. That's that's right. So like I've um I think I've talked about on this podcast before. I was in the or I guess I still am in the LA comedy community um or in whatever form that exists currently. But Yeah, uh, exactly. But yeah, you were you hosted a weekly uh sketch open mic at UCB that I would do regularly. Mm-hmm. You and uh mm-hmm. Holly uh, that's right and uh yeah that was a lot of fun i remember you guys would usually put me first which was nice well because you want to get someone that you know is going to do a good job to kind of set the bar but you want to save a bigger group to the end because if they have their like bigger numbers or more of an audience then that whole audience and that big group has to stay and watch everybody else ah. so it's like you stack up you get you start to show up with a bang you start to show up with someone you know is going to have good material and then and i'm not to say that the big group isn't but if you put that big group last you better watch yourself because you have a bit of an audience on your hands. You know what I mean? Ah, very crafty. For that show, not for all shows, for that show. Right. Well, Because it, it's, it's group performances. Well, it's an open mic. You totally need to, you know, retain people as much as you can. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but that was always such a fun show. You and Holly were such great hosts. It was always hilarious seeing what, like, uh, bit you guys would do up top and, and everything. And, yeah, it was a great time. I totally miss it. I, you know what? I miss it too. I, uh, I've been saying this a lot on all the podcasts I've been doing. I took it for granted. Mm. You know what I mean? Who knew we would lose live performing? Oh my God. I know. I, it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, what else was I doing? Apparently nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Until this podcast. And thank you for my big break. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I started this podcast, God, just a little more than a year ago at, during like lockdown when I had nothing to do, I was like, yeah, I should start a podcast because I've been meaning to do that for a long time. And now I finally have the time because what, what else am I doing? I mean, dude, I'm with you. I'm here, aren't I? Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready to record. <laughs> uh, awesome. So yeah, we are looking at uh, From Chunk to Hunk from The Critic. Now, w- was The Critic a show that you watched in the 90s? Were you a fan of this show? I, I was. I watched it with my family. I did watch awesome. it. Awesome. I was excited. Yeah, I didn't, like, I not enough that I could, like, remember the episodes. Like, I didn't remember this episode, but we would watch it. But it, you know what I mean? It's so long ago that I'm like, I don't know the specifics, but right. I definitely know the show, know the rundown. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it wasn't, like, on the air for very long, and it's not one of those shows that, like, found a second life on dvd or on streaming or whatever it's kind of been yeah forgotten which i'm trying to fix uh with this it's podcast. very niche it's a very niche show yeah definitely because it's about a film critic which is kind of an unusual um 
choice of a main character. Who, it's a film critic who's like miserable. (laughs) Yeah. It's not even like, oh, this guy and his opinions. You're like, man, this guy's life stinks. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's such a weird lead for a show. It's like... It's funny though. Like I think that's why I found, I found the show to be like so funny, but it's not like like the Simpsons would be like, you know, more physical humor like not dumber humor, but you know like yeah. I mean it's actually quite a, a smart show, but you know what I mean? This one it's like the character was so like trying to be so well spoken but like and acting so much smarter than everyone else even though he's for sure not. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like Homer doesn't try to act smart, you know what I mean? Homer knows what's up. Yeah, no Jay definitely thinks he's like smarter than everyone else or you know so exactly. much better than everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> and then the show just loves to crap on him at at every turn. He's always getting like just everything goes wrong for him all the time. Um Yep. And I I did not intentionally uh, like when I when I booked you for this episode. This wasn't intentional, but it kind of occurred to me this can kind of tie into the theme of your podcast, which is all about self esteem and and feeling good about yourself. Because this episode is basically all about learning to be comfortable in your own body. Yes, a hundred percent. I thought you for sure picked it for me because you're obsessed with my podcast. <laughs> now I'm hearing for the first time that was not the case. So. Am I coming into this a little mad? Yeah, absolutely. Of course I am. You know, but you brought that on yourself, Brian. So you will now suffer the wrath of Alana Johnson. Uh, no, it was um, it was very interesting because uh, definitely something that comes up on the podcast all the time, especially during COVID. You know, everybody's put on a couple pounds sitting around and you're bored, you eat, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we've kind of talked a lot with the guests about how much that does affect your self-esteem and that you put a lot of self-worth in the way that you look, but it's like when you're put in this terrible situation, all of a sudden something like weight feels so trivial and feels so silly when you're like, wait a minute, there's like real fucking problems in the world. Oh, Hmm. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) In that case, fuck you. How dare you betray me and not handpick this episode for me? <laughs> that's where I'm at, Brian. <laughs> uh, okay, well, okay, that's my bad, but <laughs> but no, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we do get you for this episode because yeah, I did uh, I did I have listened to Self Esteem Party. I listened to the um, uh, because I know you you're also a recurring guest on the Doughboys podcast, one of my favorites. You uh, oh, people I love might those know guys. you as the Knife. Uh, yeah, love so, those guys. Yeah, so I listened to the the Nick Weiger episode, and yeah, he uh, also has a lot to say, kind of about you know, struggling with weight and and that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and also on this show, like as a whole, there's just constant, constant like fat jokes. Uh, there, it's oh my god, something they're totally. always making fun of. Um, like. For, for Jay especially, like, it's always a punchline that he's fat. Yeah, that's, like, that's every episode. That's, like, across the board. It's so, like, <laughs> so harsh, but at the same time, you're like, but this guy welcomes people shitting on him. Like, he just, <laughs> he perpetuates it. <laughs> he's begging for it. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, he kind of invites <laughs> it, and the show kind of, I mean, in this episode especially, they kind of play it both ways. Like, they make fun of him for it, but then they also try to say, like, no, it's okay. Like, you know, you can love yourself. Yeah. And 
uh, Alice, the, you know, his, his girlfriend even says like, uh, when they're like getting ready to get on the bus to the weight loss camp, she's like, now don't lose too much. Cause you're perfect. And it's like, ah, if only that sentiment were more, I don't know, common on this show. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the son's speech at the end. Sorry. I never remember character names. The son's speech at the end, it was like super emotional and like, really sweet and all about body positivity and acceptance and like yeah it was it was kind of like a heartfelt episode because the struggle is so real Mm -hmm. (laughs) for so many people that it's like you're like yeah man it is what it is yeah (laughs) it's like that was my takeaways i was like yeah dude because he came out being like i lost two pounds like yeah like he's got the right attitude like he feels great about himself so i'm like i'm sitting here like you know what i mean sweating sweating two pounds and for him it's like the victory of a lifetime (laughs) i was like maybe that is just what it is where you're like i set out to do something i never said how far i would go I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I did it my way. I mean, maybe I um, uh, maybe a modest victory, but it's still a victory worth celebrating. Exactly. What a perfect way to put it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> a modest victory. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. All right. So let's kind of get into this episode from the top. Uh, I, I loved the... Um, the first, uh, like, the film parody, like, Jay is reviewing Keanu Reeves in Speed Reading. If you read under 50 words a minute, this book explodes. Ready? Begin! One f- fish, two, oh, no, two, two, f- oh, fish! Oh, yeah, <laughs> this was good. Now, this, is, this was really good. This was great. This is kind of another, uh, like, common thing the show goes to all the time it's just that celebrities are dumb like keanu reeves especially there's a, a any number of episodes they make fun of him um but yeah i'm not surprised uh, but god i love this gag of he can't he has to read at a certain speed and he's reading like a dr seuss book and he can't do it like i mean it's it's also like it just goes to show this is, <laughs> this is not about the critic. It goes to show how well Keanu Reeves has done with his career because <laughs> clearly they're making fun of him because he's all the he's all the rage back then, right? And he still is now. And I'm like, good for him. Like when I saw that reference, it's like, oh, that really kind of dates the show, obviously, because right. the movie came out like so long ago. But I was like, oh, Keanu Reeves is still so current. And I was like, good for him. That was like a little <laughs> side note I had. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it was a good for you, Keanu. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, seeing like, uh, yeah, how far Keanu has come since the time of this show. Um, totally. And uh, like, yeah, he's still like a huge action star. Like John Wick is like one of my favorite action movies. Oh my God, don't get me started. What a trilogy for the ages, Um, please. Oh, and part four is still coming. Um, Oh God, I mean, what will they think of next? Really, this this part three was just like, they they truly, literally gave it their all. It was like, I can't imagine what's next. Like maybe child assassins? Like what is the next step from here? So that's what I'm going to guess, baby assassins. Baby assassins, That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes out, have a Patreon episode of your podcast where you and I talk about baby assassins <laughs> and it'll be great. It'll be a fun bonus episode. So everybody listening, keep an eye out for that for Brian and I to make a big comeback and discuss baby assassins. That is a deal. It's on. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, but speaking of like, you know, 
actors that have like come a long way since they were on this uh show like right after this keanu reeves bit there's a jim carrey bit where he's abe lincoln pet detective um yes and jim carrey of course now like probably just as well known for his dramatic stuff as his um you know comedy stuff uh i totally agree with that he made like a full-on transformation oh yeah and and uh yeah, you probably wouldn't see him uh, talking out his butt anymore. But um, although, uh, yeah, I mean, does he have a juicy butt? Is does he have a flat butt? You know, that might be also influencing whether he wants in- to talk out of it or not. <laughs> Indeed. Although, did you see him in um, Sonic the Hedgehog? I did. That was larger than life. I loved it. I was like, yes, this is him at his finest right now. <laughs> he's because he's so committed to the character. Yeah. It's like so intense. And I'm like, that takes like serious commitment. Like every little way that he moved, every look that he gave, I was like, oh, yeah. Like I, I have such a smile on my face when I do anything that it's so obvious. I'm like, mm. I'm in a scene or like, <laughs> look at me in a movie. Like it's so like just truly one of the worst actors on the planet, <laughs> but he nailed it. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. I thought he was great in, in Sonic the Hedgehog and he really like, um, I mean, I, I was a huge gamer. Well, still am, but I played a lot of Sonic as a kid and like, he really, you know, he kind of just, brought his own thing to the character not that there's much of a character to build on because it's like a really old game but like yeah he just did a great job he put a lot of himself into it i used to play i used to play that game too growing up oh nice (laughs) yeah and i would always like feel nauseous when he went into like the spiral tunnel where you just get bonus coins oh, yeah. and it would like make me feel sick watching it <laughs> like vert like vertigo type one but i'm sitting down <laughs> wow all right so sonic was a, a bit too fast perhaps i it, you know what he was too fast you're right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem oh uh, so then we get to basically the way we get into like the main thrust of this episode jay manages to fall through several floors of his building well you'll never see me stoop to humor so low <laughs> Leading to Duke Phillips encouraging him to lose some weight. Um, uh, so, like, this show, it it manages to stay, like, pretty realistic most of the time. But it'll still go into, like, cartoon mode, you know, every now and then. And, like, yeah. just Jay falling through the all the floors of the building. Followed by... It w- and it went on for so long. <laughs> yeah. Followed by Rush Limbaugh falling on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely cra- crazy. Yeah, my my takeaway from this scene was it's always harder to hear it from someone else. It's Mm. like you can tell yourself you need to lose weight, but when someone else tells you, you're like, oh, that stings. That one's tough. That is true. I actually, so in addition to starting the podcast when uh, quarantine started, the other thing I did was I actually got a uh, personal trainer that I, I meet with twice a week, you know, through through zoom um and it is yeah it's a lot different like hearing them say like oh you know you need to work on your core strength or you need to you know do this and um yeah it is a lot different hearing it from someone else it it, it just makes you realize it like as much as you want to sometimes you can't 
motivate yourself out of a problem. You need that outside help sometimes. Well, it's an outside encouragement. And no, people can't encourage you unless we identify what needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think a thing for me, it's not like a level of embarrassment. It's more like a realization because if someone else can see it, you're like, okay, now it's undeniable. Like I had my suspicions, but if someone's like, Hey dude, you got to drop a few for health reasons Mm. or for whatever. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know what? Yes, you're totally, or like, you know, if I have like my mom had bad knees, I have bad knees, like for various, a million reasons. And it's like, yeah, you got to watch your weight if you have bad knees Mm -hmm. that any doctor will tell you that, you know what I mean? But you're like, you're like, Oh, I should lose a couple pounds. And then like my doctor was like, Oh, you've gained weight. And I was like, this is the worst day of my (laughs) life. (laughs) My, my precious doctor turned against me and he was like, you're going to ruin your knees. And I was like, this stinks. I'm out of here. (laughs) Doctors will give it to you straight. Like they don't care. Oh, they don't care at all. Yeah. That they, they truly, they truly give no fucks. Like, No, and it's like, I appreciate that they're trying to help me, but in that one delivery, heartless. My doctor, heartless. (laughs) Yeah. Just in that delivery. I appreciate all the work that he does, but I was like, he's he's really going for literally my gut. He's punching me right in it because he can see it so clearly. I guess that was the problem. Yeah, it can be, you know, a little disheartening or, you know, a little discouraging sometimes, but it's like, sometimes it's exactly what you need. It's like a wake-up call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what Jay got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and then also Marty, kind of at the same time, he's at his uh, UN school, um, which I actually learned uh, last year during uh, season one that the United Nations school is a real thing in New York. There's like a there's like a United Nations school with like kids from all over the world. Oh, that's very cool. I love that. Yeah, uh, I don't think they have like an Easter Island kid whose head is a literal statue, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Oh yeah. Th- that like, well, they don't give that kid a name. They always call him the Easter Island kid, but whenever he shows up, it's, 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 it's great. Yeah. I thought that was funny, <laughs> but yeah, at the UN school, they're doing the presidential fitness test. And, and the president at this time was Bill Clinton. So of course, when we get Bill Clinton's video message, he's like eating McDonald's through it. So that's the other, th- the other thing. Like, of course they're going to make fun of Bill Clinton for his weight. Like, I guess the same way, like everyone did at the time. If only they knew the stuff in the future that they, I know <laughs> I, I can only imagine what the critic episode would be like today. If they were, if they had a Bill Clinton in it, but a hundred percent. Cause it reminded me, when they did that, it reminded me of when oh, I can't remember what team it is that Trump, President Trump, or sorry, former President Trump had uh, invited to the White House and served them. It was like a sports oh, team and yeah. served them all that McDonald's. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Oh my <laughs> and God. I was like, that's so weird that it's like a McDonald's, like fast food thing again with the president. I was like, oh my God. Well, like, <laughs> and the fact that they I thought like, it was so funny. They like laid it out on like platters. And it oh, was I loved in it. The, like, I the, loved the, it. the presidential suite. So, you know, there's all the, the, like the drapery and, you know, you're, you're like in the white house that is full of McDonald's. Oh, it was so funny. I can't even imagine the Uber Eats driver that was like, um, <laughs> 300 cheeseburgers. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Do I have the yeah, address yeah. right? 1600 Pennsylvania Ave? 
Uh, is there like a side entrance or? <laughs> Am I doing? Uh, uh, are we doing a? Uh, just do I just drop it at the door or? Yeah, is this like contact free? What is this? They're like, no, actually, if you could just arrange it on these platters that we've set up. <laughs> yeah, it's Uber Eats catering. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> uh, so weird. So, oh yeah. So, uh, Jay and Marty end up back at Jay's house, and they see this commercial. For uh, what was it called? I can't. I had it written down here. The camp. Um, it was some like, f- like fake sounding like Indian word, which is weird. But I guess that was kind of the thing in the '90s. Was like these camp, like self improvement camps or like weight loss camps that would always have like a like a fake native inspired name. Yeah. My friends used to call me Fatso. Now they call me Stinky. How did I do it? Camp Mahasapatiya. It's an Indian word meaning results may vary. At Camp Mahasapatiya, we welcome adults and children who wish to lose weight. And it, yeah, and it was like, lose weight through this canoe. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What is this place? Yeah, like you, you go out into nature and, and sit at a campfire. Yeah, and... like the hike thing makes sense. I'm like, yeah, yeah. hiking. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I guess if you're in a canoe, that's a massive arm workout. Oh, yeah. I take it back about the canoe. That's a huge arm workout. (laughs) I don't know how far they're going or what the deal is, but if you're really pumping on that thing, yeah, you're coming out pretty jacked. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) so we end up at, oh, Camp Mahasapatiya. Finally found it there. Um, There you go. Sounds like, I don't know if they were like going for a joke or if they just made up a fake word. I don't know. Seems like a missed opportunity or something. I thought about that. I noticed that too. I I also felt it was a missed opportunity because I was like, oh, you had such a chance to be like, you know, camp fatty fat or camp like something camp like rude, like something super rude. And I was like, it it bummed me out that they didn't do that because I was like, oh yeah, just be so rude about it. Why not? Or like yeah. a hidden word to say chubby or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you that I was like, oh, they could have done something there. Yeah, but weird. Unless it was a joke and we missed it, right? Like maybe that was like um, referencing a real camp or like, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just makes me think of like the camp from like Adam's Family Values or from like Salute Your Shorts. They all had like some weird like native inspired name. I don't know. It was a, it was a 90s thing that like, oh, we'll make it sound more natural by giving it a fake native name. The white people won't be able to tell the difference. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, uh, but we discover this camp is actually next to the exorcism camp, which is interesting. Look, it's the kids from exorcism camp. Sound off. <laughs> Sound off. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It was so funny. What a funny cut. Like, you see what I mean? Yeah. That camp, you're like, yes, you you went for it. You went for the <laughs> opportunity to have a huge uh, joke of a camp. They did it. Like, you could totally see how this show was, was, like, a huge influence on, like, Family Guy and, like, shows like that that have all this, like, really rapid fire jokes that don't even necessarily tie into whatever else is going on it's just like we just gotta do like a joke like every five seconds um yeah exactly especially a lot of like obviously you know satire parody like of what's current that's why it's so funny to watch yeah that show now and be like 
oh, I know what this is about. And then other parts where I was like, what is this? I have like no idea. I know they're referencing something. I just don't know what it is. That would happen with me growing up watching The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And later in life, I discovered like, for example, I just watched Cape Fear to do a movie Ooh. review podcast. And then I remembered the Simpsons episode I saw of it. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, they did a brilliant job. And I thought I, li- I thought the episode was funny at the time, but now knowing what it is, I'm like, oh my God, it's, su- it's so good. The Simpsons did such a good job. And I'm like, I feel like the critic had a lot of that too, that like at the time jokes that were kind of over my head, I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely had that same experience of like, yeah, seeing it on like The Simpsons or this show, and then yeah, seeing the actual movie and being like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> yeah, wait, I know this story. They copied The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, there was an example like right after this part when they do uh, the Fugitive. Where That's right. Jay gets up in the middle of the night and listen up people we have a fugitive i want a hard target search of every steakhouse pancake house coffee house house of pies found him house of pies yeah he like does a a list super fast like as if this is the drill you know what i mean they're (laughs) like we've we've had this happen before and like this is a scene like this scene from the fugitive it's definitely been it was on the simpsons i remember they do it with like millhouse yeah who jumps off the dam yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and because I had seen that movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just one of those scenes that like it's like the Forrest Gump and the box of chocolates. Like everyone did it at the time. Hey, myself included. You think I'm gonna miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime? <laughs> Get real, Brian. Hell no. No, of course not. <laughs> um. Uh, but this, so we eventually get to the graduation from camp. Oprah lost 35 pounds. Good for her. As always, she'll <laughs> put that right back on. Anything for a campaign, you know her. Of course. Um, and then Jay, as we mentioned, lot manage, manages to lose two pounds. Though Marty, Jay's son, is the, uh, I think they call him like the most successful camper or whatever. He lost... The most weight, and he looks completely different. Like they drew him. He looks fabulous. Yeah. I mean, this guy's face is so thin; it's wild. He lost like a few chins. I was very impressed. I mean, it looks like you could like cut a loaf of bread on that chin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that is what they did. They cut low-fat bread on his chin. (laughs) Low-fat, gluten-free. For him to eat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Back at Jay's show. Oh yeah, we get this. A very long uh, kind of movie parody, The Cockroach King with Howard Stern. Behold your king. That's right. I'm your new king. What do you think of that? Hey, baby, show me your thorax. (laughs) Basically, yeah, like a note-for-note parody of The Lion King, which I just thought was kind of a very long setup. Like, they do all the animals coming out of the sewer and everything just to get to, like, you know, Howard as Simba doing his Howard thing, all the, all of his dirty lines and stuff. Because that's also what Howard Stern was in the 90s. And I really love that scene because I love The Lion King. Mm-hmm. So I was all about the like insects coming out of everywhere. I was like, <laughs> yes, I love this. I was really into it. And they really nailed the music too. The music was great. They did. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. Alf Clausen, same uh, musical director as The Simpsons, did this show. So Oh my god, there you go. Yeah, so anytime there's like a musical parody or a song, it's yeah, it's going to be good. Although Jay also mentioned he liked the chocolate roaches they gave out at the premiere except uh looks like those weren't actually chocolate because they just crawl away so uh ew um i know like you know there are cuisines that do feature like insects like uh like like crickets i think like there's um Mm -hmm. there's a restaurant in la i mean i'm sure there's more than one but one that i've been to uh la guala getza serves uh fried i believe they're fried crickets or fried uh grasshoppers god i can't even remember but but they have them uh never tried them myself i don't know Uh, okay i was just about to ask (laughs) i would try it i don't know if i would order it if like myself but if it was there if it was like a group order like an appetizer type thing i would definitely try it but i wouldn't order a whole plate to myself because i I'm always nervous to do that with very adventurous food, I'll say, mm-hmm. um, c- for me, because I eat, like, so plain. Because then I'm like, what if I don't like it? Now I have this whole plate. <laughs> but if you do a bit of a split, you ah. can enjoy a new dish or not enjoy a new dish low risk. That's very smart. I probably would decline. I, I don't know. Just Bugs just gross me out, so I would uh, pass on that. Though, do you think they would ever be a good uh, movie snack like if they ha- sold them in movie theaters would people go for it well the thing is i gotta know the crunch level oh yeah interesting yeah because if it's too crunchy like popcorn it has a crunch but quickly melts in your mouth but right. what if it, it the cricket or grasshopper whatever it was that you said was at that restaurant what if it was just like ultimate crunch and like like a hard candy i don't know then hmm Interesting. Well, I personally will never know because I don't think I'm ever going to go for it. <laughs> there you go. You're done. It doesn't matter what happens. You're out. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> um, though I think I think the the weirdest thing I've ever eaten, we were at like our family was at like a super fancy restaurant and they served calf brain and um my well, my brother ordered that and I was adventurous enough just to try a bite of it and it was very strange. There you go. Yeah. So you were traumatized <laughs> early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. So Marty, his new thinner self goes back to school and um, he gets confronted by uh, his school bullies who say, well, we only beat up those with obvious flaws. Hey, Sherman, we're going to beat you up, fatso. <laughs> but I'm not that anymore. Well, we're still going to beat you up. No, Bruno, that is not our way. We only beat up those with obvious flaws. Say, do you chaps have any Vicks VapoRub? I have a cold upon my chest. Stop! You're soiling my dicky! Which, yeah, true enough for bullies. That's that's definitely true. They're very self-aware. And then they find this kid with, basically with the voice of Martin Prince from The Simpsons, because it's the same actor. Yeah. And it's, I, uh, he's acting like, uh, like very, I don't know, like hoity-toity. I don't know what you want to call it, but I thought it was pretty amusing. Uh, saying like, you know, they soiled my dicky and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm always into someone who's just like doing their own thing. Mm. And they're like, I'm this character over here by myself that's been doing this the whole time. <laughs> you're like, yes. Like, show me more of this guy. I'm so into him. Oh, yeah. He's great. 
And he, he does come back later at the uh, the audition for Peter Pan. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. I loved it. I was like, fantastic. Yeah. So Marty uh, does not want to be in the play. He's basically just there to get away from all the the girls who are now completely into him. Um. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the girls in the class yes. that are like, it's 1130. It's time for Marty to drink his Diet Coke. And then he is, for some reason shirtless yeah outside by the bike rack having his diet coke and i like to picture that he was doing like a school field workout where because he's in jeans like he's not in like gym shorts or something right. like that you know what i mean where you'd be like oh it's gym class and they were playing outside and they got hot or whatever it's like for some reason he's not in class because at 11 30 you're in class he's not in class and he's shirtless outside and this happens every day right because the girls have it on a schedule like that's the funny part of the scene is that this happens every single day somehow i loved it yeah <laughs> my favorite part of the whole show uh episode that oh, was nice. my favorite part i was like this is incredible it was so and he's jacked yeah like, you guys gotta see him with his shirt off he's chiseled yeah he's not only lost a bunch of weight he's like he's hitting the gym he's like pumping yeah. iron yeah i know he's a kid but he's looking <laughs> good good for yeah. him he really worked at it uh and i liked also when the 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 girl has love you on her eyelids and then there's the girl with the eye patch so she just has ditto, ditto. oh so good. i love that so good you know work with what you've got yeah absolutely and oh yeah so we mentioned the uh the audition for peter pan uh i like the the little marlon brando kid who's there I will take the part of Peter Pan, but only for one million dollars. Also, the part of Captain Hook must be played by my good friend Ben Gazzara. Oh, yeah, and he's auditioning for this. Isn't he auditioning for the same role? Yeah. As the um, Easter Island. Wait, what was it? The Stonehead. Or, or what's oh, it? yeah, the what, Easter what Island Kid. Again? Yeah, yeah. Easter Island Kid. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, that guy's a shoe-in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that uh, this kid, the Marlon Brando kid comes back. He ends up playing nana the dog that's right uh which okay i have a personal story about this uh i don't know if you did um like drama in uh in high school or anything like that uh, i did yeah that's yeah that's awesome i did too and one year so it was a so it was a catholic school let me get that out of the way it was a private catholic high school so one year for the uh for the fall musical we did a play that the uh, drama director wrote herself called Noah. Oh, of course. Based on Noah's Ark. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and I played the role of Noah's family dog. So. <laughs> Listen, Brian, nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's a, I don't even need to know the play, and I can tell you that's a prestigious role because you're in the family. You're in the core family. So that's a really big deal. Oh, exactly. I get on the arc and survive into act two. So that was a big deal. That's a huge deal, Brian. All you can ask for in a play is to not be killed off in act one. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, it was a, um, it was, it was very fun. I completely like just realized, okay, this is just going to be completely ridiculous. So I just leaned into it and, uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and uh, me and all my Another friends <laughs> just kind of look back as this silly thing we did in high school. Um, and uh, yeah. 
And your te- your teacher's um, writing debut and directorial yeah. debut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so look for look for Noah. I think uh, on the West End uh, next year um, with uh, <laughs> with let's say uh, Lamar Odom Jr. as uh, Noah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Another prestigious role to be Noah yeah, himself. Exactly. Um, where were we? So, um, oh yeah. So the director gives Marty the part of Peter Pan just by looking at at him. Doesn't even need to see his audition, just because. Yeah, the director's just looking for an attractive kid, I guess. I was just about to say because Marty admits he's not good. Yeah, <laughs> he in- <laughs> like comes clean right away. And we see it like when he's like r- practicing his lines or whatever during the rehearsal. Like, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't even like try. Really, he's just a terrible. He doesn't even give a good read. It's it's not even that he's not trying. It's just he's just not good. He's just like that bad. That like I bet to him that was trying because I. It's like he doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, and you know acting's not for everyone, so that's it's fine. It's just he's in a position that he shouldn't be in because of circumstances. I don't know if I'd have the guts to come clean like that. As we know, I'm a terrible actor. I'm saying it on this podcast. But if someone asked me to be in a play, I would fully lie and be like, I'd love to. And I'm good. (laughs) And then they would find out the hard way opening night because I wouldn't come to any rehearsals before. I would just see them opening night. (laughs) Wait, so you're not like, you don't like go on, you you don't have like an agent, you don't go on auditions, anything like that? No, of course I do, Brian. I'm fabulous. (laughs) Get real. I've done plenty. (laughs) <laughs> no i'm just i i did do one shakespeare play last year before the pan before the shutdown and uh it was my first one i had ever done and it was very nerve-wracking a play play mm. but oh yeah f- film and television yeah of course 10 times more comfortable than doing a play right yeah yeah definitely. yeah because uh, yeah. it's there's no live audience and and it's like you like you read a commercial like, you know, you just have to sell a product or whatever. Well, you can do a million takes. Oh, That's right. Yeah. You usually have more than one take. You know what I mean? So it's like, but I think with theater, it's like, because your line's cue and everybody's line. And it's like, if you mess that up, you can't be like, ooh, can we start over? Oh, yeah. Which I would love to do. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Play acting, definitely, definitely higher pressure. Brian, I can't believe that you really thought I was a terrible actor. How dare you not defend me? You know, this is the second piece of bullshit you're pulling on me. First, the rude fake out on the booking of this episode. And now you think I'm a bad actor and you're spreading that around town? Wait, no, no, no. Honestly, Brian. No, no, That's why when you said that, I was like. You're telling everyone. I can see you texting. No, (laughs) that's. No, that was like when you because when you said that, you. I was like, "Wait, you you don't go on auditions?" I couldn't believe it. No, it's I, true. You did yeah. seem you did seem surprised. That yes. is true. <laughs> In his defense, guys, his face he looked very confused. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad this is an audio only medium. <laughs> oh man! Oh, but speaking of being a bad actor, Jay gets. Basically, he gets a this like Jean Claude Van Damme like type character sending him death threats after he gives a uh, bad movie review. Jean Paul Le Pope, right. he's known as, which I thought this was a little weird because they bring it in like halfway into the episode. Because I guess like after Jay gets back from weight loss camp, they don't really have anything for him to do. 
that's that was my thought too is I was like well he doesn't have a personal conflict anymore because he's satisfied with his results <laughs> and even though Marty got 10 times better results um he's not satisfied with it so it was like yeah they needed something for Jay because he had zero stakes left in the episode yeah so they give they basically give Jay the B story when he's usually you know the lead the A story yeah yeah so yeah and they resolve it super quickly like he corners Jay in an alley and was like, ha, you believe I was going to kill you. I must be a good actor. Please don't kill me. Please, 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 please. Jay, you think I'm going to kill you? Yes. Then I must be one fantabulous actor. Gotcha. It's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. He, Jay definitely thought it, and it's true. It would mean he was a good actor because Jay 100% believed it. And I thought, you know what? Way to pull a fast one. This guy knows. Oh, yeah, and he got into full costume and with a mask and everything. Yeah, exactly. And then his voice dramatically changed when <laughs> yes. he was, like, exposing himself. I was like, yeah, this guy is, this guy's got something. Maybe it was just, like, a bad script. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> In the action movie, and he got blamed. So, like, yeah, he really went the distance to uh, intimidate Jay. So, good on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, Marty's kind of realizing being skinny is not really for him. He He's basically, he's getting cravings for junk food, which is definitely something that happens if you diet and exercise for long enough. Oh, God. <laughs> for an hour, please. Yeah. Like, can we get a break? Somebody break me off a piece of your Kit Kat bar. Bring it over. Yeah. Like, it's what? Yeah, it's like constant. Because, like, if you ever give in to those cravings, well, you're not going to be skinny anymore. So. I know. It's a nightmare. It, it sucks. It's like, seriously, I, I can never have, like, a double-double again? Like, ever? Like, sucks. <laughs> this is your biggest problem in life, the double-double. No. I have to say, there's <laughs> there's that saying that says, um, no pizza tastes as good as being skinny feels. Like, have you heard that? That's wild. Yeah, it's also... That's wild. Pizza's amazing. Yeah, it's also not true. Pizza is, is amazing. <laughs> it, it definitely tastes better can't than eat, being skinny. You can't eat skinny. Yeah, yeah. you can't eat skinny. <laughs> You can eat a pizza. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, like, you know, you can eat a pizza and live. You can't, like, deny yourself food and, you know, uh, continue living. You're going to be so skinny that you're going to die. So, uh, one. So, guys, eat pizza or die. You heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Brian is saying it. No take backs. Brian is saying it. <laughs> Though I don't know if I would go. As far as Marty goes, when he finds an ice cream shop with a broken freezer. Our freezer is broken. We need somebody to eat 50 gallons of ice cream. It's Jay Sherman's kid. We're saved. So he volunteers to eat the 50 gallons of ice cream that are about to be ruined. But, you know, good on him. That is some heroic eating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have the guts to do it myself, because what if I don't like all the flavors? Yeah. Like, like anything with, like... I don't know, coconut or like bubble gum in it. I'm totally going to pass on. Yeah, the bubble coconut I love. The bubble gum I'm out. I've never been a coconut person. Like any like Mounds Bar or anything like that. I'm like, eh, no thanks. Ooh, all about it. All right. Maybe you'll hate then this new delicacy. It's called coconut crickets. Oh, Jesus. Interested? Oh, my nightmare. <laughs> I can't believe you found a, a way to take the worst thing and make it even worse. That's amazing. Anything for you, Brian. <laughs> Oh, uh, awesome. <laughs> um, uh, so we end up at 
the Peter Pan play and Marty <laughs> post his ice cream binge is now basically back to his old self just instantly. He instantly gained all that weight back. Yeah. In the same night, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very weird sense of uh, time on this show. But yeah, so he, so yeah, he is Peter Pan, which means they try to make him fly by suspending fly. him from a rope. Uh, but because of his new uh, weight gain, he just kind of flies everywhere and like wrecks everything. Yeah. So like I mentioned I was in um, uh, like, drama club as uh in high school we never did peter pan though we never did any like big like technical stagecraft like that where someone would would like fly from the ceiling or anything yeah no we didn't do that either. yeah that's not safe yeah <laughs> that would be a, like you, no you can't trust high school students yeah also like no parent would like let that stand i don't think yeah definitely <laughs> especially not if you went to my school <laughs> hell no a very litigious school or uh no my school it just i mean we were just wild oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it was like i wouldn't trust anybody to hold me up no oh, way gotcha, man gotcha. we were a lot of partiers <laughs> like yeah dude no forget it wow <laughs> myself included yeah myself included <laughs> well yeah so so the play is basically i guess kind of a disaster there's all sorts of damage to the um to the school ceiling yeah, the, the building inspector comes out and just announces, like, I'm the freaking building engineer. Peter Pancakes over here has damaged the roof unfixably. The school must be closed for a month. Hooray! And, like, oh, yeah, the all the parents at first are outraged, but then when they hear the school is going to be closed for six months or whatever, he says, the all the kids cheer and, like, carry off Marty on their shoulders and, like... Yeah, because at first they were, like, mad at him because he ruined the play... Yeah. Then he does like a speech about like self-acceptance and then the school gets closed and then the kids are all like super happy. Wait, is that the right order? It's the yeah. speech, then the school? Uh, yeah. And then they carry him off, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. They carry him off. So yeah, that would be after the building guy comes out and oh yeah, Jay says he's gained his two pounds back. So now he can play the trumpet with his uh with his belly again well marty's learned to be happy with who he is and i'm happy because i gained my two pounds back and i can do this again uh, i loved yep, that guy huge victory <laughs> yep he's got like a whole like orchestra in there it sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah so that kind of brings us to the end of the episode yeah kind of a, a nice message to go out on that uh you know you gotta accept yourself the way you are uh marty manages to learn that jay i guess always <laughs> always knew that yeah he always accepted himself it was never a problem it was somebody else's problem yeah i mean and that's totally jay like yeah it's always someone else jay is perfect <laughs> you know? yes exactly I liked it. I thought it was a really funny episode. You know, weight episodes with cartoons are always so funny because you see such a dramatic change in their body always right, right. away. So he's like de immediately debuts the new them. So I love seeing weight stuff in animation because mm -hmm. it's, it's just such a good gag where it happens so fast. But yeah, it was a good episode. It was really like it was so Jay's denial of everything and like lack of effort. It's like it was really amped up in this one, like especially during the montages at the camp. Yeah. You know, when he just, like, <laughs> refused to do everything that could possibly help him. Oh, yeah. Like, he gets, like, delirious on the 10-mile hike or whatever. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Cool. All right. Well, that is from chunk to honk. Um, Alana, tell us about uh, Self-Esteem Party. Yes, it is the feel-good podcast of the year. Basically, I get together with fellow uh, comedians, pals of mine, and uh, we talk about how we're feeling about ourselves, what's going on, any other fun stories that we've got, and um, we kind of just get to the real deal of what's up. It's a lot about mental health and well-being and self-care, and uh, it's been so great checking in with everyone, especially during COVID when we've all been apart for so long. It's been so nice reconnecting and selfishly. It's just a way for me to hang out with my friends. So check it out. It's available on the Sonar Network and wherever you get your podcasts. And we are at Self Esteem Party on Instagram and Twitter. That's awesome. Yeah. I I don't know if I could like manage like having like those get real conversations like every week or like, you know, conversations where you get really deep. Like there's a reason I made a podcast about a, a cartoon from 25 years ago and we can just kind of joke about that. I mean, Brian, uh, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is why you've been banned from the podcast. Oh crap. Everyone was like, have Brian on. And I was like, absolutely not. He's going to try to sink this ship and I'm not going to let it happen. Brian, you will not be my Titanic. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. My plan to take down your podcast is over. Well, keep an eye out for um, Alana and my uh, Patreon episode where we are going to um, <laughs> review John Wick for uh, children assassins. Uh, <laughs> baby assassins, Brian. Oh, baby assassins. Children right. are capable of lots of things. It's baby assassins. <laughs> uh, right. Of course. Baby assassins. But until then, Alana, thank you so much for uh, doing this episode with me. It's been great to get to talk to you again. Brian, thank you so much for having me. I hadn't seen you in so long. It was such a pleasure, truly. I know, and I hope we get to uh, share a stage again uh, once everything opens up. Hey, man, you know me. I'll say yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Well, uh, again, it's Self-Esteem Party Podcast. Everyone check that out. And we will see you next week on It Stinks, the Critic Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of It Stinks, the Critic Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Rubinow. Our theme song is by Brandon Beck. You can email the podcast at itstinkspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter and Instagram at itstinkspod. 